I want, I want, I want me, 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 mine, 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 now, now, now. You know you're responsible for what you hear. You know you're responsible for what you hear. Greetings and welcome to Thoughts from Meharry Head, the weekly podcast where I talk about, well, whatever happens to be bouncing around inside my head at the moment, but mostly focusing on constitutional issues and political decentralization. This is episode 43 of Thoughts from Meharry Head, and I appreciate you tuning in. This week, I'm going to talk about Harriet Tubman and how you can make a difference. So this episode's going to be a little bit different because, well, to be quite honest with you, I'm not prepared to do a podcast today. So uh, you're getting the Mike Meharry winging Thoughts from Meharry Head podcast. Uh, honestly, I wasn't even planning on doing a podcast this week. It's It's been a crazy week. I was sick earlier in the week and kind of got behind and and just haven't had time to really prepare like I normally would. But there's a couple issues in the news that I really wanted to cover, so I thought, well, what the heck, I'm just going to wing it and uh, cover these two issues, and and hopefully we'll have a really awesome podcast despite uh, the normal preparation that we go into it. So you're probably going to hear more uhs and erms than you normally would, but we'll just consider it a more natural and and, uh, uh, organic podcast today. So the first thing that I kind of wanted to get into was this whole... I guess it's a controversy about Harriet Tubman replacing Andrew Jackson on the $20 bill. Now, to me, this isn't really a controversy at all because, quite frankly, I couldn't care less who graces the uh, the front of Federal Reserve notes, basically the worthless pieces of paper anyway. So, you know, who really cares? But apparently this is a big deal, and, and you've got some people that are really excited about Harriet Tubman being on there, and you've got some people that are just— uh, apoplectic that Andrew Jackson's being removed, and uh, I don't know. Like I said, it doesn't really matter to me one way or the other, but I think Harriet Tubman's pretty cool, and there's a a take on this that probably most of you hadn't really thought of, and uh, leave it to me to come up with something different, but you know, there's a lot of irony in Harriet Tubman replacing Andrew Jackson, irony that goes over the head of most Americans. And that is the fact that Harriet Tubman was the quintessential nullifier. Now, I've talked about, a lot about nullification on the podcast. Nullification is basically any action or set of actions that serves to make a law uh, null, void, or simply unenforceable within the borders of a state. And Harriet Tubman was certainly a nullifier. She was the quintessential nullifier in a lot of ways. She actively resisted the Fugitive Slave Act of 1850. By assisting escaped slaves, she was 
basically breaking federal law every time that she did it. Under the Fugitive Slave Act of 1850, uh, assisting an escaped slave in any way was a federal offense punishable by up to six months in jail and a $1,000 fine for each and every count. And Harriet helped an awful lot of slaves, so that was an awful lot of six-month jail terms and $1,000 fine. And you know, I say $1,000 today, that doesn't sound like a whole lot, but if you put that into terms uh, in $1,850, that's about $27,000. So that's a very significant fine. So between these personal liberty laws that, that many states passed, and, and uh, I've covered those in a, in a previous episode, and I'll link to that on the show notes, but personal liberty laws were basically laws that were passed at the state level that prohibited the state from cooperating with fugitive slave rendition uh, and in some cases actually criminalized uh, capturing slaves and returning themselves. Between those laws and between the many, many Northerners who actively helped and assisted escaped slaves, people like Harriet Tubman, the Fugitive Slave Act was effectively nullified. Now, if you read the Declaration of Immediate Causes, which induced and justified the secession of South Carolina from the Federal Union, so basically the document that South Carolina published uh, making its case for secession, the very first complaint that they list is Northern Nullification of the Fugitive Slave Act. And they use the word nullification in that document. Now, Harriet Tubman was a nullifier. She was defying federal law. She was doing what she believed was right and just, despite what, what federal law said. And her actions, and the actions of many, many people like her, effectively nullified that Fugitive Slave Act. Now, Andrew Jackson, on the other hand, he was a staunch opponent of nullification. He hated nullification. During the so-called nullification crisis in the late 1820s and early 1830s, which had to do with a uh, tariff that the South believed was unconstitutional, Jackson strongly opposed South Carolina's effort to nullify that tariff, and he favored northern states. Jackson issued a strong response to South Carolina, who forcibly challenged the legality of nullification, and he threatened to use military force should South Carolina go forward and refuse to collect that tariff. There's even a story, and this story was revived from the annals of history by Florida Senator Don Gatz, or Gatz, or Gates. I don't, I don't know how to say the guy's name, and quite frankly, he doesn't deserve me to say his name right. Uh, he hates nullification, too, and he, he asserted that Andrew Jackson once said, shoot the first nullifier who touches the flag and hang the rest. So basically, uh, if this is true, Jackson was, a, uh, was in favor of executing nullification proponents, and, and apparently Don Gatz was uh, in favor of this as too. So Jackson was the quintessential anti-nullifier. So you've got Harriet Tubman, nullifier, replacing Andrew Jackson, anti-nullifier, on the $20 bill. And I think that's pretty cool. Uh, you know, chalk one up for the nullifiers. A second thing I wanted to touch on just real quick is some good news out of my home state of Kentucky that just goes to show how much influence grassroots pressure can have at the state level. Governor Matt Bevin vetoed a bill that would have set the state on the path towards compliance with the national ID system known as Real ID. And the reason that this veto was so surprising was that 
Bevan had actually produced a video while the bill was working its way through the legislature in support of Real ID. Now, once it passed, the grassroots really mobilized. Uh, I wrote a couple of articles that got a lot of circulation on social media. A large grassroots organization called Take Back Kentucky immediately engaged, began a campaign getting people to call the governor's office to ask him to veto this bill. And, and I'll be honest with you, I, I was pretty pessimistic that this would happen. But the grassroots spoke, and Matt Bevan listened. And it just goes to show, you can have an impact at the state level. A lot of times people don't seem to believe me when I tell them that, and I think that's because they equate their experiences in trying to influence Washington, D.C. with all grassroots activism. You know, they've called Congress, and they get that form letter back, and they've sent emails that seem to go into a black hole, and, and they've signed petitions, and they're ignored. It works differently in state capitals. These people are much more responsive to grassroots pressure. We can make a difference if we will focus on the states. We're not going to make a difference calling Congress. We're not going to make a difference no matter which lever you pull in this presidential election. But you can make a difference if you pay attention to what's going on in your state. Well, that's it for this episode of Thoughts from Meharry Head. We're another 10 minutes closer to freedom. I really appreciate you listening. I hope you enjoyed this uh, kind of impromptu, spontaneous episode. Do me a favor and spread the word about the podcast. And if you haven't already, make sure you go over to iTunes and subscribe for free. Feel free to send me any thoughts or ideas at michael.meharry at 10thamendmentcenter.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.